This is your last chance to enter the Ohio Lottery's Fun Turns 50 promotion. Score $3,500 in two tickets to the epic party at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where you could win part of another $400,000 in cash prizes. Enter the new 50th anniversary scratch-off or $50 worth of eligible non-winning $5 or $10 scratch-offs and my lotto rewards through the Ohio Lottery app. Hurry up. The last entry deadline is May 13th. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Spectrum Business works with small businesses nationwide, so we know that running your own business means doing it all. Marketing, sales, inventory, customer service, and more. Spectrum One for Business helps you keep it all connected for just $49.99 a month. Get fast, reliable internet, advanced Wi-Fi with security shield, and a free mobile line for one low price. Stay connected and do it all with Spectrum One for Business. Only $49.99 a month. Go to spectrum.com slash business to learn more. Restrictions apply. Service is not available in all areas. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. For more unholy content from our friends, head to irreverent.fm. Hey friends, welcome to the Speaking in Church podcast. You're back with Josie, and today we have a very special friend. I'm so stoked for this conversation. <laughs> today we are joined by Sanane. Last name, none of your business. Don't worry about it. Um, she runs the super aesthetic, super my jam Instagram called Taking Off the Tinfoil Hat. I'm sure everybody can deduce what this is all about. Hi, Sanane. Welcome to the pod. I'm excited to be here. Hi. So stoked. So today we're talking about cults and uh, conspiracy theories and all things crazy. Uh, Well, I am from Florida. So yes. Oh, God bless. God bless. Uh, Florida (laughs) is, oh my gosh, this is a funny story. Just to intro this. My cousin has a boyfriend who is Salvadorian, but he's like disconnected from his culture no interest and we're talking to him about taking him to mexico because we're mexican he's like mexico voted the most beautiful country in the world you know all this like it's not that deep and he's like i don't know florida's nice too and it's like what because <laughs> he just went to disney world it's like how do you compare a whole country <laughs> that is beautiful like mexico to fucking florida there's alligators anyways not not even florida, florida but just orlando i know <laughs> I hope, oh, he went to Clearwater, which, again, the conspiracy person to me is like, oh, I'm sorry, you like the Scientology town? Okay. (laughs) It's just the funniest, like, little ditty, and it's like, bruh, you don't, okay, sure, yeah, Florida's nice. (laughs) I mean, we have the weather, we also Mm -hmm. just have, you know, like, the math and the republicans so yeah it's uh it's beautiful i love it you know my kind of people but before we get started on our conversation tell us a little bit about your background and your testimony and such oh okay um i used to i hated that question when i was a kid like in the youth groups and everything oh hell yeah because I was raised like fundamentalist evangelical like my entire life so they'd always ask like oh like what's your testimony and you're like a 12 year old and you're just like I was born a Christian (laughs) (laughs) you had to like stand up for it and then it was super awkward um but um yeah so I was born in Florida um Vero Beach it's a very it's a small town about 16,000 people holy shit yeah <laughs> well it's gotten a lot bigger like I remember when we got an olive garden and like oh boy Ooh. um <laughs> but um super small town and even like in a smaller community within that town you know so like it was very insulated like lived in the bubble evangelical um we went to like a non-denominational Calvary Chapel um but we also I attended like a Southern Baptist youth group 
So I had a mix. And then um, I went to a private Christian school for elementary and middle school. So um, I feel so bad for you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Just completely, um, completely in the bubble. (laughs) And, um, you know, so I, I grew up like that. Like I was very much like the good girl, like very in it. Um, I had a purity ring, of course. course. And, um, you know, my best friends, like were all in the church. My parents basically like vetted who I was allowed to be friends with and like who I wasn't. So, um, my friends were all like church girls and, um, everybody that I knew growing up went to Bible college um specifically like liberty university up in virginia was like oh god yeah like now that i know like i had no i I didn't know anything about it other than that it was just a christian college and like that's a good thing um but now that you know i know everything about it like it's a little bit terrifying um a couple other people went to like southern university i think it's called it's in like lakeland florida but i was unfortunately way too good at math um so so like uh and the other the other thing was that my mom worked and she was actually a firefighter so she was like oh my god yes mom um so she was one of the first women hired at that county's like fire department um like ever and she was the first female to retire from that fire department um so she was a little bit of a trailblazer and she had a horrible time as the first female firefighter and that was all when I was like too little to really understand what was going on um and that's kind of her story so I'm not really going to get into it but um you know she she wasn't I wouldn't say purposefully uh feminist but she set the example Mm -hmm. um and she was a feminist and she had lived on her own um you know, for like 11 years, like from the time she was 17 into her like 20s and 30s. So, you know, she kind of raised me like, never trust a man. <laughs> like, I mean, amen, my man. Yeah. And my dad is like, my dad is amazing. They've been together my entire life. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, their marriage was the cause of this. She was just like, you know, a man can always leave you, but like an education can't. Mm-hmm. So um, she told me to, you know, be self-sufficient. And so I was really good at school and that's what they told me that I should do. And then I went to the university of Florida and I started in nuclear engineering. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Which sounds insane. Um, but you know, I went into, I went into undergrad and at the time, like I didn't know what engineering was not really anybody in my family had gone to school much. Um, and I just had watched one too many 90s movies. So I thought like, oh, I'll just, I'll go to college and then I'll find myself and then I'll switch yeah. my major and my life will be fabulous. And I just never left. So um, I got a degree in nuclear engineering. And oh <laughs> That's so sick. <laughs> just kind of accidentally. And um, then after college, I... Um, got picked up to work for the Navy um, in Charleston, South Carolina is where the Navy actually trains all of its nuclear operators. Mm -hmm. Um, So like how to work the reactors on like the fucking submarines and shit. Uh, I'm allowed to curse, right? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Again, there's a reason, like I work with the Navy and there's a reason why they say like curse like a sailor. Um, (laughs) So yeah, so I work on, I I work on submarines. Um, I, I'm not ne- necessarily like an engineer because I'm not doing any kind of like design work. It's more like a training position, but um, I was like one of the only people who left Vero. All of my other friends either went to Bible college and then moved back to Vero or just never left Vero to begin with. And um, my best friend, you know, I had, I, I'm one of those people that has like really close friends, mm-hmm. um, not like a huge swath of like associate friends like I have like just like three people that I will talk to um and so one of my absolute best friends we've been friends since we were 12 um I'm gonna call her uh let's go with Carrie and uh (laughs) so like I was absolutely best friends with Carrie she did and she did a program while I was an undergrad she was in Taiwan um teaching English in Taiwan 
And do you know who Bill Gothard is? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, said so why. Um, the degrees of separation between me and like the Duggars is like one. God, um, no. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know where Bill Gothard is technically like based in, but it's like somewhere in the middle of the country. I think it's Arkansas, and- isn't it? I don't know. Uh, I'm crazy like that. <laughs> yeah, if I if I get like too like landlocked, I become claustrophobic. So, amen. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <clears throat> so she taught English in Taiwan with um, an IBLP program. So IBLP is like Bill Gothard's cult or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And she did that for a couple of years, and I didn't realize it growing up. Like I didn't I didn't realize a lot of no, I didn't realize it growing up. But like her family and that. Baptist church that we went to and then also the Calvary Chapel church that we went to and then also a bunch of the families were like you know the reputable families at the Christian school that I went to were all at least loosely affiliated with IBLP which is a cult Um, and I mean basically roughly for those for those who don't know um I Bill Gothard was like this reverend he was really big in the 80s and the 90s um and he started a homeschooling program called ATI, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, if you were homeschooled in the eight, 80s, 90s to 2000s, there is a very good chance that you came in contact with his, uh, with his homeschooling program, whether you knew it or not, yep. um, especially any kind of Christian homeschooling. And um, a lot of my friends were homeschooled. A lot of my friends, especially Carrie and her family, used the ATI homeschooling program. And I remember being 12 years old and um, Carrie and then um, this other family with two girls and then another family with three or four girls and then another family um, with another girl. So like a lot of people were all going to this summer camp and Carrie was telling me about it and she told me like the rules were that you had to wear floor length skirts and like right there I'm out. Like yeah, hella absolutely not. I'm like I'm from Florida again so like you know I'm just assuming that everywhere is like 100 degrees all the time and like I'm not wearing so um floor length skirts you were gonna learn to cook and clean and sew and I'm down for all of those things um but not in a controlled setting and like it was also like a bible camp so you were going to be doing like sermons and things um and I made fun of her I I distinctly remember this like 12 year old conversation of me calling uh making fun of her for going to wife camp yeah truly (laughs) and my mom who was this like weirdly feminist you know figure was also as I got older increasingly fundamentalist like she was obsessed with the rapture mm-hmm. um you know we used to do Halloween when I was little but then as we got older she was convinced that it was like satanic um I don't know so she asked me if I wanted to go and I was just like no and she was like okay good and I did not go- <laughs> I did not go but apparently what would happen is that um, you would go to these summer camps and Bill Gothard, his whole shtick, the whole Duggar family, 19 kids and counting thing was that you would just have as many children as God would bless you with. So they don't believe in birth control and, um, where he made a lot of his money, um, was in running these marriage seminars. So you would go to like a couple's retreat and people had donated or the church had bought these old hotels and things that the IBLP church had converted into these seminar spaces. And then you would have a fleet of women children as the like slaves in these marriage retreat centers and the Bible camp where they were learning to cook and clean and sew was cooking and cleaning and sewing in these hotels for these marriage seminars and um so slave labor (laughs) yeah exactly like like child slave labor like whatever um and it was always focused towards the girls like if you've seen 19 kids and counting like you know Mm. and um you know women were not in the hardcore version of this church and i would not say that anybody that i knew was like hardcore hardcore although there were families who did not do birth control um they you know women are not encouraged for higher education um you're only really supposed to be educated enough so that you can then educate your children. They only mm-hmm. believe in homeschooling because any kind of secular education would like, you know, burst their little cult bubble, like whatever. And then 
um, if you went to enough of these like summer camps, you worked your way up the hierarchy, the girls would get to go to like headquarters where Bill Gothard was. And we didn't find out until like 20, I didn't find out until 2018 or 2019 in the before times um, that Bill Gothard was, you know, diddling all of the children. <laughs> Shocking. We're shocked. Shocked. Um, yeah. And so um, that was the that was the theology that I now realize was massively pervasive in my childhood and in, in all of my churches. Um, just like I'm shook, shook. And Carrie went and taught English in Taiwan with a program that was loosely affiliated with IBLP. So those people, like while you're teaching English, you were you're supposed to dress conservatively, modestly, and like um, I don't really know what the whole thing was, but um her she met her best other best friend teaching English over there this girl I'm gonna call her Mora um Mora was from California um she was this uh, she was a Mexican girl and her family was like hardcore hardcore into the IPLP stuff and so you know 2015 I so I the 2016 election that happened with Trump um obviously it did not go very well um I had just graduated from undergrad I was starting the training program with like the navy stuff that I do which is a very demanding mm -hmm. program to like qualify and everything like it is I lived under a rock like rotating shift schedule like it's a whole thing um so I did not really know what was going on I still basically trusted my parents and my family um you know, they said that Democrats were Satanists and I was like, okay. And, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have thought about that a little bit more, but, um, <laughs> you know, so, you know, and I, I, I didn't pay attention to politics cause like I was busy with like school and then I was busy with training program. And then also I was fully indoctrinated and, um, but you know, by the end of the Trump years, getting to 2018, 2019, um, I was like, something is wrong. You know, like I did not vote in the Trump uh, Hillary election just because I was like, well, Hillary is supposed to be a Satanist. So that's probably bad. But also like, I just know that I cannot vote for Trump. So I just didn't yeah. vote. Um, 2018, 2019, like I was like, no, there's definitely something wrong. Um, my parents participated in a boat parade for Trump. Um, Cause, oh, my dad, my dad's a charter boat captain. Uh, he fishes for a living. He has a boat. So like they were in a Vero beach boat parade with a bunch of like Trump flags. Is that like, the one where their... everything sunk? Uh, it was not, but it should have. Um, <laughs> but I messaged my mom after that. And I was like, y'all need to calm the fuck down. Um, you know, like, I don't, I don't know where this is going, but I don't like it. And uh, also how embarrassing. Didn't... Oh yeah. <laughs> chill <laughs> at least just like don't post pictures of it uh, <laughs> and <laughs> so like they were doing like they full blown full blown uh oh you know like they they were mega like obama is a muslim obama mm. is oh, michelle is a man like mm -hmm. <laughs> like full-blown islamophobia uh homophobia all of that full-blown super trump and i was like that's probably not for the best but by the 2019 timeframe, uh, so I, <laughs> all of this really started in the weekend of the 4th of July in 2020, um, because that was, that the pandemic had started and we were in the first, the first peak, the first wave and, um, Carrie had been planning to come stay with us for a weekend for a month because um, she was driving up to North Carolina to see her family. And, you know, then the pandemic happened and I told her, I was like, you can still come stay with us. Um, it's just for a couple of days. Just understand like, um, you know, I'm an essential worker. So I had been work, going to work every day. Um, my husband got to work from home. Uh, we're not going out to restaurants. We're not going out to eat. When people come to visit us normally, we like to do a whole foodie tour of Charleston and like a whole, you know, like all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. And I was like, you know, I would still love to see you. You can still come. Um, I'm, I'm comfortable with it, but like, just understand that we're not going to get to, you know, yeah. do what we would normally do. 
she, sh she shows up and gets out of her car and the first words out of her dumb bitch mouth uh, are do I oh do I need to have a face mask and I was like um yeah yes uh like, we didn't go very many places but like you know the few places that we did go I was like yeah you're gonna need a face mask um and she was like oh haha ha, like uh this is the first time I've ever worn a face mask in July in July in July, in July. <laughs> and I was I looked at her and I was like I you know, and this is my first, my first interaction with anybody who was like anti-mask. This is well before the time of the vaccines, you know, any, you know, anybody who didn't take it seriously. And I, so I didn't know how to react to it. I thought maybe it was a joke. Like, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, of course you need a mask. Um, and she's like, oh, well, you know, we don't, we don't do that in Florida. Or, and I was just like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. Um, and so we spend the weekend, she is like upset seemingly that we're not doing things because of COVID. Um, she makes fun of us for taking it seriously. And then, um, you know, she tells us about Mora, her best friend from Taiwan, who um, had gone full-blown conspiracy theory stuff. Like I had been seeing Mora's activity on Instagram and she was sharing stuff about how, um, there was going to be like a communist takeover of the United States and how <laughs> COVID was like the first sign of the end times, like very obsessed with like the, the, like this was the Christian apocalypse. And, you know, I had been seeing this, but I don't know her that well. We'd only met once. Um, and I was just like, oh yeah, Maura's lost it. And uh, Carrie was just like, thought it was like kind of funny, but I like wasn't appalled. Like I felt like she should have been. Um, and then like two days after she leaves, it was not a good visit. Two days after she leaves, she sends me a message that pr probably changed my life. Um, she just sends me like a voice message and she's like, oh, like, like as a joke, like, haha, like, uh, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but so she now is moved back to Vero and she attends, uh, what I'm just going to say is like a very culty evangelical church, mm -hmm. like, um, kind of Pentecostal, um, the whole COVID thing, like really showed that they were just like full blown, like mm. Christian nationalists. And she, her best friend from this church that she goes to had told her that uh, when the COVID vaccine came out, it would be filled with secret metal and that the metal in our blood would then interact with 5G radiation to control our minds so that we would become Democrats or to kill us. She wasn't sure which one. Um, <clears throat> and Karis told me this like it was like funny or something. And, you know, of course, at first I was like, oh my God, that's wild. Like she doesn't actually believe that. Like it's just like some crazy thing she read on the internet, right? Yeah, so yeah. Carrie uh, said it was like something really funny. And, and I was like, okay, that can't possibly be what she actually believes. It's just like some crazy thing that she found on the internet, right? And Carrie was like, oh no, she really believes it. Like she actually believes this. And um, I was offended. I was just like actually offended. I'm offended <laughs> and I told her and this is like 2020 this is the first thing that I'd ever heard that was actually crazy um before QAnon was you know known about and I literally told her like almost verbatim I was just like um you need to reconsider all of your life choices for tolerating the existence of this person let alone being friends with them and if anybody other than me that you know says the word radiation to you you need to just slap them and walk the fuck away um and also I called her friend a smooth brain and <laughs> this bitch this bitch has the audacity to be offended by that and I was just like I'm sorry you don't get to tell me that 5g radiation is going to control my mind and then not expect me to react with violence like we have met truly right? <laughs> like, I like I was losing it I was like this is not real life this isn't actually happening we like you're we were 27 28 at the time I was like you're a full-grown-ass adult like you can't be saying stuff like this um and so like, whatever, that conversation kind of like blows over and I was now concerned. So I start paying a lot more attention to like Mora's Instagram activity and because Car Carrie seemed uh, sympathetic and 
I started, you know, really paying attention to Carrie's Instagram activity. And then the elections roll around, uh, the Trump-Biden elections roll around. Mora goes all in on the voter fraud conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, which, uh, this is like before the election had even been counted. She was just like already saying that the election had been, uh, was a fraud. She was, she, as I said, um, she speaks Spanish, so this makes a little bit more sense. But she was saying that like she and her husband were going to like defect to the Amazon to like live on a ranch in the middle of nowhere so that they could escape the apocalyptic communist wave that was about to overtake the United States um, as a part of the end times or whatever. Just the most yeah. hostile environment in the world. I, I was just like, you know, pout, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Try your luck, homie. <laughs> it might get you off Instagram. And uh, so then I saw that Carrie shared some of the same voter fraud content that Mora had shared. So I knew where she was getting it from. And at, around the same time, um, I learned about QAnon. And I don't really know how to, I didn't know how to handle any of this. I still don't. I probably have not handled it healthily. Um, but I did a, I did a deep dive. Um, and if I can, you know, I'll give a shout out to anybody who wants to know anything about QAnon. Um, I listened to the QAnon Anonymous podcast. Have you, have you heard that one? No, I haven't. Okay. So there, initially there were two guys and then we went to three guys and they started following the QAnon conspiracy theory like immediately like way before it got popular like as soon as it started which i think was in october of 2017 like they were only like a month or two behind they started doing this podcast so i went back and i listened to like two or three years worth of QAnon conspiracy theory podcasts to figure out what the fuck was going on um and so i i I knew what the fuck was going on i knew that this was QAnon. that everything that Mora was talking about was like hardcore QAnon. Like she's talking about like massive. I mean, you're very familiar with the QAnon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So again, just for for anybody who's been living under a rock and doesn't know what it is, um, essentially there are the world is run by a cabal of satanic elites, and the satanic elites are pretty much any celebrity anybody who's a democrat Mm -hmm. um and anybody who's wealthy and they're also pedophiles and they run massive rings of underground sex trafficking of children um and they don't just do it for the love of like you know molesting children um they torture the children purposefully to raise their adrenaline levels so that they can sacrifice the child at the peak of their adrenaline levels some sometimes it's said to be done as a sacrifice to the satanic idol of Moloch um, and then they extract the adrenaline from the children's blood uh, and the oxidized adrenaline is called adrenochrome which is a real substance and um, the adrenochrome is either some sort of like really wicked high or some sort of anti-aging drug um, and basically like hundreds of thousands of children are are being sacrificed to this um their mole children is a thing like they're being bred in tunnels under every major city um but but and then this is this became key to QAnon. uh donald trump is their lord and savior they're mm. they actually call him their geodis so the not the potus which is president of the united states the geodis is the god emperor of the united states um he is single-handedly uh <laughs> like a like a masculine hero um fighting the cabal and it's also a part of like biblical end times or something like he, jesus loves trump and hates aoc i don't know and uh so anyway everything that mora was sharing was like just like straight out of the QAnon like bible and uh carrie was at least sympathetic to it and was starting to share some of the stuff, especially around um, the voter fraud. And then the election happened and Trump lost. And then what really got bad was when the vaccines came out. And then I started hearing from fucking everybody. You know, the three people that I talked to in my life, like, you know, I have like three friends every single fucking one of them went like full-blown QAnon. Um, and oh, oh yeah. Um, also this was, uh, 
we got engaged and this was while I was planning my wedding. Um, oh, so, these, lovely. so these were all my bridesmaids and Carrie was a bridesmaid. She was actually the unofficial maid of honor. And um, one of my other bridesmaids from Vero told me that her aunt, I, I, so once I figured out what QAnon was, I went to all the bridesmaids, you know, including Carrie. And I was like, look, this is what QAnon is. It's crazy. Christians love it. So like, I feel like a lot of people that, you know, are going to be falling for this. Like, I just want you to be like aware and like on guard. And Carrie was just like, you're a bitch. And uh, how dare <laughs> I mean, she didn't say that because she's like a goody goody, like super nice little like Christian person who would you're never wrong. Say you're incorrect. <laughs> she actually said that she was, um, she was praying for me. Um, and that Shoot. she couldn't, she couldn't believe that I didn't believe in like child sex slavery or something. And I was like, bitch, I never said that child sex slavery did not exist. I'm saying that there are not mole children. Um, <laughs> also this was, this conversation is like via text message. So please just reread. Um, so yeah, so, you know, Carrie was a lost cause. It was a disaster. Um, my other bridesmaids, one of them told me that her aunt who was a woman that I have known almost my entire life, um, believed that all of the hurricanes that hit Florida in 2020, and um, it's fucking Florida, so we always have hurricanes. This is not not unusual. All of the hurricanes that hit Florida in 2020 um, were man-made by Jewish space lasers. Um, oh, yeah. Of course, naturally. Um, mm -hmm. With the intent of sinking the state of Florida because DeSantis had given them too much freedom. I would love to have this aunt explain to me how hurricanes work. Well, I mean, obviously the Jewish space lasers. Obviously. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> a laser, yeah, obviously. I would love for her to explain how Jewish space lasers work. Mm -hmm. um, Yes. Uh, so <laughs> that, that was bridesmaid number two, um, told me that her aunt believed that. And she didn't believe that she thought that that was crazy, but then she wouldn't get a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Um, and then a third bridesmaid, I, same conversation. I was like, this is what QAnon is like, please don't, you know, become insane. And she was receptive and she, bless her heart. She's a beautiful soul, but she is about as smart as a bag of rocks without the rocks in it. Mm. And uh, so, you know, she actually asked me some questions, which was the, the most interaction I had gotten so far. So I was thrilled um, because her mother-in-law had told her, of course, that Wayfair was shipping children oh, yes. in cabinets. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, no, no. <laughs> No, no, they're not. And she was like, oh, okay, good. That's good. Um, and then she was like, okay, well, what about this? I saw a video that said that Oprah Winfrey um, was a pedophile. And I was like, I don't know that conspiracy theory. Can you send me the video? Mm. And she did. And it was literally, it was literally just a video of Oprah Winfrey talking about how grooming works and that it is bad. Oh. Um, so I was like, no, Oprah Winfrey is not a pedophile, not from this video. And, um, she, she was like, okay, good. But then she still would not get vaccinated. Um, because her husband had told her that one of the guys that works on his construction site, um, named something stupid, like Garth, uh, had gotten an arm tumor from the vaccine. And so she, she didn't, she didn't want to get the vaccine. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that that is false. Um, <laughs> arm tumor. <laughs> that's not at all how vaccines work. Um, <laughs> and then, so like, it was not going well. And then, um, our wedding, we got super lucky. We had to put off a lot of the planning until the very kind almost the kind of the last minute because we didn't know what COVID was doing. We didn't mm. know if we could have a wedding. We got super lucky because we timed it when we thought COVID was going away mm -hmm. um, at the, at the, the lowest dip of Delta mm -hmm. before Omicron became a thing. Mm -hmm. And we did everything outside and we kept the number as low as possible. I think we had like ew, 60 or 70 people. Um, and 
So we decided that we could have the wedding. Um, but leading up to it, you know, I had said, we don't know what our policy on vaccines or masks is going to be. Everything is very, you know, fluctuating a lot right now. Um, we're watching the numbers religiously and we will let everybody know. We said, you know, we might require the bridal party to get the vaccine just because they're going to be dealing with the most people. Um, that might not be necessary and ended up not being, but um, we didn't have any old people coming to the wedding. Like we didn't have any grandparents. Um, mm -hmm. My parents were the oldest people there probably. And, um, but the issue with that is that my dad is over 65 years old. Mm -hmm. He has one lung. Oh um, God, no. <laughs> yeah. So I was like already stressed throughout the entire pandemic. And there was this whole other episode where our neighbor exposed him to COVID and he ended up, my dad didn't get it, but I was literally ready to go like beat the shit yeah, out of an old man named Greg. Yeah. Uh -huh. And that's yeah. his real name. Fuck you, Greg. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but so my dad, 65 plus, uh, has one lung and um, has had cancer. So he's like a cancer survivor. And um, I was like, my dad is literally the definition of high risk. My mom is oldish but not like she doesn't have the same health problems but I told my parents I was like you're gonna be the only people there who are like over 35 um dad is super high risk and if we're gonna have the wedding if we're gonna do literally anything you have to be vaccinated I will not have the wedding like full-blown ultimatum full-blown like bridezilla whatever you want like you I'm not requiring anybody else to get vaccinated like because 95% of the guests were voluntarily vaccinated. Like I was, I was taking polls. Mm -hmm. um, I will not have the wedding unless you guys are vaccinated. And my mom literally tried to cancel the wedding rather than get vaccinated. Oh God. Um, she just told me that we should just elope then. Um, they had stockpiled hydroxychloroquine. Um, <laughs> because some guy that they're friends with who is a doctor in bureau had like prescribed it to them. And I was just like, what the, I'm honestly like, I should have gotten his name and like reported it to somebody. Absolutely. But he gave them like, they had like vitamin D, zinc and hydroxychloroquine. And they were like, we don't need the vaccine, like blah, 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 blah. My mom literally tried to cancel the wedding. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That is not how this is going to go. Um, I talked to my dad because he's much more reasonable. And I just begged him. Um, he understood my concern. He wasn't thrilled about being forced to get the vaccine. Um, but he spent two or three days coercing my mom into agreeing. And they did get the vaccine. Um, but it was extremely stressful. And then I went home for my bridal shower. <laughs> so like a month before the wedding, I was going to go home for my bridal shower. And this was honestly one of the worst things that happened around all of this. Um, I don't have any grandparents. They've, they've all passed away, but I do have a great aunt and a great uncle, mm -hmm. um, my grandmother's sister, and they are 83 ish years old the two of them and um uncle my uncle is maybe only like 81 uh and he's a little bit of a cougar uh and <laughs> or cradle robber but um my uncle has an autoimmune disease so my great uncle so he cannot he wasn't sure if he should get the vaccine or not he had a valid medical concern and they, his doctors basically said that like you know you should get the vaccine but you know we're not really sure if it'll do that much for you because it's an, a, an immune disorder um and so my aunt is 80 something years old she just kind of does whatever my uncle does so she did not also have the vaccine and at the time at the time of the shower we thought that the vaccines were like 99 percent effective um and my great aunt wanted to come to my bridal shower and it was going to be outdoors. And we thought that the vaccines were super effective. So I told my mom, I was like, that's, I, I think we can do it safely, but we need to ask anybody who's not vaccinated to get tested before the shower. You know, I'm not like demanding that people get vaccinated. They should just get tested before the shower. And my bridesmaid <clears throat> with the aunt, who thought Jewish space lasers were a thing. Um, her mom is like my mom's best friend. Uh, we'll just call that bridesmaid Stephanie. Okay, so Stephanie's mom is 
my mom's like best friend and had helped set up the bridal shower. She was massively involved. Um, but my mom told her like, you know, Sinane wants those who are not vaccinated to get tested. Stephanie's mom, I, I don't, I wasn't there, so I don't know what the attitude was exactly, but essentially she threw a fit. Um, she said like, is this really about COVID or is this just a control thing? Um, uh, basically called me like a bridezilla and uh, was told my mom that she needed to think about it and that they, they weren't sure if they were gonna be able to attend. And I'm just like, if, if, you're, if you don't wanna get tested, like I don't give a shit, like then just don't come. Yeah. Just be like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, you know, we can't attend. Like that's a normal person's response. Not like, mm -hmm. is this a control thing? Like trying to like talk my mom into changing the policy to like just for them. Um, so my mom, instead of being a normal, reasonable person goes to my 83 year old great aunt and talks my aunt into coming anyway. Um, and so she calls me, she calls me from my aunt's house and is like, oh, um, your aunt said that she'll come anyway. Uh, Stephanie and her mom don't want to get vaccinated. So everything's fine. Your aunt made the decision and I lost it. And I was just like, why would, you, why would we have even asked my aunt to do that? Like if, if Stephanie and her mom don't want to come, they just don't have to come. And my mom just like, her whole thing was like, it's your aunt's decision. It's not our decision. And I was like, absolutely the fuck not we're the hosts. It's mm -hmm. your party. Um, it, it is our decision. It's my decision. I'll make it my decision. Mm -hmm. Um, I will burn this city to the ground before I let Stephanie and her mom come to this party with my aunt, having been unvaccinated and untested. I was like, I'm just asking them to get tested. How is this a problem? Mm -hmm. And, um, so she screaming match ensued. I messaged my brother um, thinking that he would be a little bit more of an ally because he's just younger. He told me that we should just let the weak die. Oh, yeah. Mm, I got told that. I'm immunocompromised and my family told me that. And I uh, oh don't my talk God. to them anymore. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Like, how is that a thing? <laughs> I, I was like, oh, fuck me then. Okay, great. I was like, literally, he lives at home with our single-lunged father. Like, yeah, fuck your dad. <laughs> he realized that dad would be the weak, right? Like, he was like, we should just let the weak die. The COVID numbers are false. Um, he said that I had been brainwashed by higher education um, and that the vaccine like I don't I don't remember like it was just like insane he just said that we should let the week die and I was just I literally like I, that was it like I couldn't handle it anymore like my three best friends were like anti-vaxxers to the point where they wouldn't even get tested um my parents tried to cancel my wedding rather than get vaccinated um my brother told me that we should just let the week die and um I had to go to Florida and I had to go to Florida I had a little bit of a mental breakdown at work um <laughs> and like this like I don't know he's in like his mid-40s this like very friendly man that I was sharing an office with just had to sit there and like watch me have a mental breakdown without and try not to make any sudden movements um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out uh and so I went to Florida and uh it went about as well as you can expect like the party itself was lovely and fine and like whatever but um, then we, we actually had the, and, and Stephanie and her mom did get tested and did come. And then we went to the wedding like a month later and I just had to pretend like everything was fine and that these people had not just like ruined my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the wedding was in October and then by December. So I had, you know, about two months to process post wedding to process everything that I had learned about QAnon because like it was still sinking in and to process like everything that was happening with COVID. Um, I was like, oh, oh no, something's very wrong. Like these are, these are all Christians. Like these are all like, like the, the, the theology and the indoctrination that I was like on board for, I was like, there must be something very wrong. And so like with all of that, at some point I started basically deconstructing and on in for Christmas that year, 
people knew that I, people from work knew that I knew about QAnon. And one of the guys that I worked with who is just lovely, just like this lovely giant man. And uh, he messaged me and he was like, my dad is talking about QAnon stuff. What do I do? And I was just like, look, I'm no expert. But honestly, like, I don't think there's anything you can do. Like it is, it's the, to talk somebody out of conspiracy theories is very similar to having to talk somebody out of a cult. Um, So you're essentially dealing with like cult psychology and you have to um, ask slow probing questions over Mm -hmm. the course of months. And it has to be somebody who has like a deep emotional connection to that person with like constant contact and, you know, if you don't live in the same town as your family or your friends, like you have almost zero chance of that. And then also you're not allowed to call anybody a dumbass, which I am physically incapable of. Amen. So, <laughs> um, that happened. And then literally the very next day, so like Christmas Eve, um, my friend from undergrad messages me and says the same thing. My dad thinks that the COVID booster shot is the mark of the beast. Um, even though he was already double vaccinated, he just thought that the, the <laughs> he just thought that just the booster, booster shot was yeah. The, yeah, yeah, was the mark of the beast um she's like what do I do and I was just like you're fucked so um I then started to look into cults and conspiracy theories I'd already been looking into it but I started reading books on like cults and conspiracy theories and um you know deprogramming people and like what to do and um I started to try to write it all out to explain because I had told my family like what QAnon was and it just went in one ear and out the other. They're just like, oh, this, um, <laughs> no, this is just the name with her, you know, obscure internet, like nerd shit. Like she's good at math. Like you know, she's just like ranting. Um, and so they just like wouldn't listen to me. So I decided to that I would try to write it all down. I would like write an essay. And I'm no writer, you know, I'm like the opposite of that. But I was like, I'll write it all out in an essay, explain what QAnon is, how it's connected to Trump, how it's connected to Republicanism, how it's connected to evangelicalism. And then it turned into, it turned out to be a lot longer than an essay. And so I started, it ended up basically being a book. Um, and I'm still working on it now, um, but I do, I do have an agent and I have spoken to several publishers who said that once the manuscript is done, they would be potentially interested in um, publishing it. So I'm working on that and it's part memoir of like the whole story that I just went through. But then also, um, you know, once I started looking into things, I realized the problem is not QAnon. The problem is not even really conspiracy theories or Trump. Um, they are all just a symptom of the larger problem, which is just white Christian nationalism. Mm-hmm. And I read Jesus and John Wayne, like if Ooh. I found out something, Jesus Classic. and John Wayne, book number one, because like, obviously as a woman being raised in an IBLP tinted evangelicalism, um, that really hit home, purity culture and all of that. And then I read The Color of Compromise. And as I said, you know, my family was very racist. I was told that I was not allowed to date um, black boys. I wasn't allowed to date at all, but like, especially I was not mm-hmm. specifically prohibited from dating black boys growing up. And even as like, you know, I, I think what happened is that my parents forgot to make us racist because by the time they told me that I was like, what the fuck? Like, that was like the first time. Why? They They're racist. hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, my family's like super racist. I read the color of compromise. I, you know, started to learn about how the evangelical church and the history in America is fundamentally racist and, uh, fundamentally misogynistic and white Christian nationalism, nationalism is like the real, you know, uh, antagonist of the story. So, um, that's basically what I'm trying to detangle just through the lens of my own memoir. I love um, it. And so, yeah, that's, that's in a nutshell. <laughs> that was the question. I think it was, <laughs> what, what's my testimony? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just, I can't tell people how blessed I am to have been born into a family, my nuclear family, my little immediate family with a dad who is intelligent and <laughs> critically thinking like <laughs> like he my dad jumped the border he came to this country is a pentecostal evangelical like de- like down with it but is like not 
at all Republican. He's like, yeah, Republican or Republicans uh don't like us, and I'm not <laughs> like. <laughs> Or he's like, yeah, people who are in trouble should get help from the government. Like, he's very <laughs> much, he might be anti-abortion, but he's like, yeah, um, you know, social welfare. Sounds like a dirty commie to me. Okay. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I think growing up, he was a chess champion in Mexico, oh. which is uh, funny, but also his, like, teacher was a diehard communist in Mexico. He was like, Communism had a communism had a huge like effect on Mexico, um, kind of here, but like more people it was more accepted over there than it was here, obviously. And so he like got the whole gamut and was like, yeah, maybe this isn't as good as that. And so he kind of is in the middle, which is very frustrating for me as a far left human being. <laughs> but like, I never really have to fight with my dad until i don't know how the fuck this got to mexico and my cousins but i have anti-vax cousins anti-covid oh. cousins anti-mask cousins and these are the ones that told me you know like well if it's your turn to die it's your turn to die and it's like oh my god bitch wear a mask like they gave me covid like what the hell <laughs> I'm so mad. i mean now it's hilarious because like i'm sitting there like I don't know, and I we were on a family vacation. Like we all went to a beach town in Mexico. Then I was like coughing. I was like, "Oh, it's just the flu." And I was like, "Bitch, you don't know that. You don't want to get tested." <laughs> so we tried as hard to like put our masks or whatever. And my ninety-year-old grandma is there. Nobody gives a fuck that she like. It's just, like, so frustrating. And I just I'm sitting there like they're arguing with us. And my nephew is in med school, and he's like telling them that they're stupid. And I'm sitting there thinking like you bitches are so stupid. Like everybody knows that you're stupid and everybody knows that I'm smart and that my dad's smarter than you. And like, you're, how are you arguing with me right now? Was, um... <laughs> but my dad says, I can't think that way because it's rude to tell other people to. <laughs> but like, you guys are so dumb. Like, oh my God. No, like, I literally like, I, you know, looking back on it, like, I don't really know, but like, I think that like part of the reason why I got a degree in nuclear engineering was just because it sounded fucking insane. Mm -hmm. And I thought that if I basically just proved for once and for all that I am actually smarter than all of these people, yeah. that they would maybe stop telling me what to fucking wear. Yep. So, yep. Um, it did not work. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Dude, I did the same thing in, like, when I was a kid, I would read the Bible through and through, like, multiple times over, thinking, like, okay, well, I know what it says. You can't tell me what it says if I know what it says. Because none of you bitches are reading the whole thing ever. And, it just, yeah, it does not work. Like, information does not work with people. And I love, like, that you got into deprogramming because it's pretty intense. Like you said, if you're not in there with them, like, having them connect the dots themselves, they don't get it. No. And it's just like, and I was in it, like it happened to me. It literally took a global pandemic to shake me out of a toxic high control religion. And mm. that's horrifyingly embarrassing. And, you know, my, <laughs> my husband is, was raised not in fundamentalist evangelicalism and by a lovely family of highly intelligent people. And he's just like, he, he doesn't get it. And he's just like, why didn't you you know, figured out in your like rebellious teenager phase. And I was like, I didn't have a rebellious teenager phase. He's like, why didn't you figure it out when you were an undergrad? Why didn't you figure it out during the first year? You were busy. God damn. It's <laughs> just like, I should have. It's like it's horrible <laughs> that I didn't, but I don't know what to do about that anymore. Yeah. You know, like it's just what happened and I'm just trying to make up for it now. Right. And what I tell people too is that, I mean, I can get frustrated or mad and all this stuff, but I tell people like, not everybody's down to think like that it's it's hard like once you get to this side you realize how good they have it on the stupid side like they don't have to think about anything they don't have to make oh their God. own Ignorance decisions is such bliss somebody tells them what to think and that's what they think like how easy is that how fun is that but no on this side you have to like look at everything you have to research you have to like do the digging that's hard that's difficult and if you don't have that kind of mind like a nuclear <laughs> Like that, it's it's difficult, right? And not everybody's down, and not everybody's capable, which is well, sad. And it's also that you know that we're told 
explicitly not to like you already mm-hmm. have the answers you don't need any more answers and if you're confronted with information that causes cognitive dissonance like mm-hmm. two conflicting ideas in your brain uh you just need to shut it down you use thought terminating mantras which are just like phrases that make sense on the surface but really just allow you to stop thinking mm-hmm. and you know i was proud of that. I was proud of the fact that I, you know, stood up to a secular education or whatever, you know, I had faith or whatever, but looking back now that I'm out of it, I can see that it was literally me self, uh, what's the word, like self patrolling myself, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's not healthy. And I mean, so many of us come out with so many health conditions specifically because we are dampening all of our emotions, we're dampening all of our feelings, we're all of our desires and wants. And then we come out and we deconstruct and we're like, what? I wasted all this time. I wasted so much time. And I'm now I'm sick. Like my tummy hurts because I'm stressed. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty intense. I mean, what, um, where are you at now with your family post wedding? Um, I don't really know. They don't know that I am drafting a manifesto. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Manifesto, uh, baby. <laughs> um, I'm waiting until, until it's done. Yeah. And then hopefully published and so that I can give it to them. Because I think that if they knew about it ahead of time, they would just, you know, like precondition themselves to like Absolutely. not accept anything. Um, I have had many crying screaming conversations mostly with my mother um the last conversation that we had was probably the best that we've ever had about this kind of stuff because you know she was more open to the pro-choice arguments just because of the thing that happened to the 10 year old girl in Ohio who was Mm. um, had to flee to get an abortion. And, you know, and I told her, I was like, I am not safe right now. Like as a woman, if I had a pregnancy complication, not that I'm planning on having children, um, I am not safe. I live in South Carolina. Like I'm just fucked. Mm. And, you know, so she was receptive to that. And the conversation that I had had with her before the um, most recent conversation, the last time she visited me, which was maybe six months ago, um, we got into it again one for the 100th time um, talking about her her conspiracy theory idols like uh, Judy Mikovits or Simone Gold from the mm. America Frontline Doctors Association. Um, and she based she basically was just like, uh, well, you're woke. And <laughs> it's just like that, that word doesn't mean what you think it means. Yeah. And she was like, well, if you're like not woke or whatever, then like, what do you think about Confederate statues? Um, like it was her trump card that I was against Confederate statues. So she basically was trying to defend Confederate statues. And then I I literally, I, you know, I talked her through it and I, she basically was defending slavery. And I was just like, okay, you're, you're not, you skipped, I, you literally skipped right over civil rights. And now we're just talking about slavery. So mm-hmm. I feel like this should not be a conversation. Um, and so that conversation did not end well. I was not happy. And then the last conversation that I had, you know, where she was talking about abortion and everything, um, you know, she, she did back off of the Confederate statue stuff. I sent her some articles. I think I'm, I, I've just had so many of these conversations now that I, I, I don't want to be optimistic about anything um with anybody because because I've had so many conversations with so many people and I think that we've made progress and then the next time I talk to them we're having the same exact conversation so we are going home to see them for Christmas um at this point I'm really just trying to I just want them to understand that I am mad Mm -hmm. and that's that's really still where I'm at with my deconstruction as well is that I'm just absolutely furious Mm -hmm. and I'm mad with myself for having fallen for it but I'm also mad that um about everything that I've all the conspiracy theories and like end times conspiracy theories and stuff that I grew up with as a child Mm -hmm. and then everything you know the fact that they couldn't figure this stuff out for themselves especially with COVID and all of that I'm just absolutely furious and I I don't talk to any of my bridesmaids any well any of the Vero bridesmaids anymore. I uninvited Carrie from the wedding. I just told mm-hmm. her don't even fucking show up. Um, 
the other two bridesmaids who did come, um, who were anti-vax, I have not spoken to since. I'm not going to speak to them. Um, I wish them all the best in life, you know, but I, I just can't handle it. I can't have it in my mm-hmm. life. My immediate family, I don't have the same luxury of like completely cutting off without, you know, feeling somewhat responsible for their Nazism. Yeah. Um, so I am, we're going to see them for Christmas. They know that I am fucking pissed <laughs> Yeah. and hopefully they will watch their mouths. Um, and then I'm going to hopefully drop a book on them and hopefully, you know, just work through some stuff for myself and uh, record all of the things that I've been learning from. If you follow my uh, Instagram account for the book, uh, taking off the tinfoil hat, that's the name of the book. Um, it's mostly just a book recommendation page for all of the other references and the books that I've been reading that I have found to be like incredible. So, um, yeah. Great Rex, by the way. I mean, it's so sad, but also uh, I feel like a lot of us try to skip over the anger part, but as a person whose favorite emotion is anger, that's my (laughs) default. (laughs) I think we are a dangerous combination. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I will say that it is by far the most important one that I've experienced. I mean, I'm kind of like pretty far down in my, I started therapy at seven. So, you know, like I'm a little, I'm a little seasoned in this whole (laughs) shenanigans. And I started my deconstruction in like my early teens, just because I read too many books and the bullshit was way too apparent for me. Um, Which is funny because my parents always wanted us to be smart. And now they're like, why do you have to be smart? Why do you have to be? sorry yeah <laughs> um I, anger like dealing with that anger i think is really important because it kind of shows you like your worth in some way like i didn't deserve this i didn't i didn't deserve to be live in fear i didn't deserve to like be treated like a second class citizen because i was a woman or whatever um so i encourage everybody and you to sit in it let yourself be <laughs> angry it passes eventually um sometimes it comes back with a vengeance <laughs> although i started crying when i get angry and now i'm so yeah. embarrassed about it because i don't feel like a bad bitch anymore but yeah it really kind of takes the takes the steam out of your engine a little bit um, i know <laughs> that's like that's another thing that like personally is like a huge i don't know trigger just like a huge point for me is because like you know when I was little, like they told me that school was my job and then mm. like, you know, my mom goes to the fire station. That's her job. Your job is to do good at school. And, you know, they didn't want me to have like a part-time job because they wanted me to focus mm-hmm. on school. They wanted me to get good grades. They literally, I believed from the time that I was in kindergarten that colleges would be looking at my like third grade transcripts. Me too. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so like, I had to, I had to have really good grades. And then I go to college. I do literally everything that they've ever asked me. I stay indoctrinated. Like I didn't drink until I turned 21. I started dating, uh, when my senior year of college, and then I married my first boyfriend. Um, same. <laughs> <laughs> like I did literally every single thing that they wanted. I went through the four years of like secular education, still fully indoctrinated. People from the church back home apparently told my parents that they were crazy for sending me to a public school, um, but they did. And I came out of it and I none of that really shook me. The only thing that shook me was them was evangelicalism I didn't mm-hmm. look outside to deconstruct I just looked inside and they always told me like you have to set a good example so that like people see the love of Christ in you as a witness and then they set the single worst example for literally anything that I've ever seen and then they my brother my mom my dad um, everybody has at some point separately told me that I have been brainwashed by higher education. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is literally what you placed my value in. That is what made me valuable. That is what like, you know, made me, mm-hmm. you know, worthy. Um, everything that you ever told me to do, what I did for you, everything that I have worked for in my entire life. And now you were just shitting on it because it's a Fox news talking point and how fucking dare you. And honestly, what do they think that they're doing? We're just like, I went to a private Christian university and I came out. I mean, I went in pretty liberal, but I came out the most (laughs) liberal possible. Like 
it wasn't like they were telling me like oh here's a communist manifesto and this is why you should memorize it and this is your life now it's a, no that's not what they were teaching me but you go and you interact with people and you learn about the world and you see things for what they are and you make up your own fucking mind like what I do they i had i had a stem degree i was like what exactly indoctrinated me um calculus because yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking sense yeah um and making book recommendations but have, have you read anything by richard hofstadter yes okay oh my god i absolutely love him i'm obsessed um he's a he's an american historian um and he won multiple pulitzer prizes and one of them is called uh, anti-intellectualism uh in american life or something like that mm-hmm. and um after i read that i realized that like i was an anti-intellectual um even as somebody who had, i have a bachelor's degree that's not that impressive and like, but I was an anti-intellectual because, you know, I thought that education was good, but like, it was only to serve a purpose. You mm-hmm. know, um, my parents would not have paid for me to go to school unless it was something that I could make money in. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the value in philosophy or sociology or psychology or anything that you could not make money in, which is why I did engineering. Um, because we already had all the answers, you know, mm-hmm. we don't need <laughs> any more answers from any of those fields because we have, we're fundamentalists and mm-hmm. like, this has all the answers. So why would you need, you know, uh, philosophy that if anything, that's, you know, in opposition to the Christian doctrine. So, you know, once the Trump stuff started happening and the fascism stuff and the, you know, white Christian nationalism, I really finally started, and it's embarrassing, but I'm, I'm now 30 and I'm just looking into all of this stuff, but I was like, oh, history is very important. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I should really know what sociology is. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and not all just about, and, and unfortunately that's just because we live in a late, uh, late stage capitalist hellhole where everybody's just trying to survive. So education is really just, you know, often a means of survival, yeah. but you know, I will say welcome to the side of love, homie. This is <laughs> the side of empathy, leaving all the negativeness and the weirdness and the worrying about things that are not real side of life. Like this is definitely the right place to be for you and all of us <laughs> yeah uh it took me long enough but here i am glad to have you we're gonna have to have you back on the podcast and we should talk about the nitty-gritty about these conspiracy theories because i'm obsessed oh like, yes one on one by one let's get it done <laughs> little history lesson for everybody <laughs> uh, i would absolutely love that definitely uh anytime yeah plug away at your instagram again so the people know oh. where to find you um okay it is taking dot off dot the dot tinfoil dot hat um it was just taking off the tinfoil hat and then i immediately got banned for referencing QAnon. so yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> relatable yeah yeah um uh, oh and um i started a website i took the opportunity to learn how to do some html coding so you can also check out the, the tinfoilhat.com website um love it and that will also direct you to the instagram account so well speaking of woke as your mother said um this is the wokest podcast out there <laughs> and you can find us on instagram at speaking in church you can find me at josie takes the world we have merch we have tip jars we have um funny reels whatever is happening on the internet these days i don't know i'm not that aware <laughs> uh, i try my best um anyways friends as always stay woke or get fucking woke please please we need the wokeness of the world All right, friends. Bye. This has been an Irreverent Media Podcast.